Amen. Amen. Everybody remain standing while the choir finds their place. You guys at Fairview, uh, grab your Bibles, grab your Bibles and turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter number four. 2 Timothy chapter number four. This is the last, the last day of the year. The last day of the year. Some would say good riddance. Say amen. It's been a rough year been a rough year. Some would say it's been a great year and some would say, hey, I'm glad we get a new one tomorrow. Amen. Uh, a lot of times, a lot of times when, when you, you get to the end of the year, uh, you want to kind of evaluate things, look back and, and, and see how, how did we do. And, uh, and, and we're, we'll get into that in just a minute. We're going to find our place here in second Timothy. We find the apostle Paul is sitting in a Roman prison, really basically a hole in the ground, a cistern, if you will, uh, and, and he, is, he is at the end of the line. He's at the end of his ministry, literally at the end of his life, and he's looking back. He's looking and he's encouraging his, his, his uh, protege, if you will, his, his next in line, uh, uh, Timothy, and, and he's just sharing some things with him as he's looking back. And I want to take these three verses, uh, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, and then look in verse 6, 7, and 8. 6, 7, and 8. And we're going to look at the present, we're going to look at the past, and we're going to look at the future. If you're going to be ready for the future, you've got to do something in your past. Are y'all with me? Say amen. If you're all there, 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 6, say amen. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, in other words, because of that, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearance. I want to preach just a few moments, and it will be few. Uh, on the subject this morning, I am, I have, there is. Say it with me. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Oh, we don't deserve it, and we, we sure haven't earned it, but God, we are so thankful for it. We're thankful for your grace. We're thankful for your long suffering toward us, and Lord, we pray that you will please guide us today. Help us as we look back on our, our year. Help us as we look back on our life and, and see where we have failed, where we have succeeded, where we have done right, where we've done wrong. Lord, I pray that you'll help us move forward. Help us to be better this year than we were last year. I pray that your perfect will be done. And God will be careful to give you the glory and the praise and the honor for it. In Jesus' name, we all pray. In Jesus' name, we ask. And all God's people said, amen. amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. This is usually this is usually the time of the year or the day 
that you, you, you get all the church statistics up, right? You get all the church statistics together and you put them on the screen. We've done that in the past. You know, probably every church in America is probably going to do that. And, you, and you, you show everybody, you show everybody what you've been able to accomplish this year. You know, you, you, you usually have a number for how many people came to Christ, how many people were baptized, uh, maybe how many people joined the church this year, uh, how many disciple makers, if you're in, 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 in temple's context, we, we, we have a DMD, disciples making disciple makers. We're trying our best to train as many people to go forth and share the gospel and, 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 and plant uh, churches. And, and so we could say how many disciple makers are being trained, how many, how many churches we were able to plant with the change for churches and the money we raised. And you know what? Every one of those numbers are very significant. They really are. Uh, uh, they were great numbers. Any, any pastor in America, any pastor in America would be tickled to death to see what Temple Baptist Church has done this year. And I give God all the glory. All the glory. And I, I, I really... I really am proud of you guys. I, I, I'm, I am just thrilled to death of what we were able to accomplish as a church. But I don't want to address it that way. I don't want to I, I address this message to the church, per se. I want to address this message to you, the individual. You say, well, I am the church. That's true. That's true. But you're not going to get credit for what the church did. You're going to get credit for what you do. The church is not going to stand before Christ one day and be judged and, and, and be rewarded for what the church does. But we will be rewarded according to what I do. Are y'all with me? Say amen. In other words, in other words, I, I, I don't want, uh, let me see if I can put it this way. <clears throat> there was a gentleman, there was a gentleman at, at, at the church where my dad pastored when, when I was growing up at Bethel Baptist Church. And, and uh, they, we, were trying to, we were trying to build a building in the back, a fellowship hall and everything. And, and this one guy, this one guy fought it all the way. He was always negative. He was always against it. He was always uh, voting against or whatever, what they were trying to do and raising the money and, and getting it done. Well, the church got it done, raised the money, built the building, done everything. And this guy didn't raise, he didn't hit it a lick to do anything to help. I need a witness. But when it come time to dedicate the building, when it come time to enjoy the building, uh, a former pastor came and they had the service and, and I remember dad walking by and this guy with his arm around the former pastor saying, look what we did. And my dad wanted to choke him to death, <laughs> but he's a good Christian. And I'm thinking, we, what, what, what do you mean we? Well, guess what? He may have fooled that former pastor, but he didn't fool the one who sees it all. And I, I want to, I want to address you as an individual, as a church 
my soul, y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I can't tell you how proud I am. And I can't tell you how thankful I am that God lets me pastor here. But I want to talk to you, each and every individual in this room. In other words, you can't sit here this morning and say, boy, so-and-so sure getting it this morning. Or I wish so-and-so would have been here. God, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to me? And, and with that being said, Paul, Paul is examining his life. He is looking at, 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 at what he's accomplished and what he is there. And the first thing I want you to see, first of all, and this is going to be quick. I, I promise you, this is not going to be brutal. It's not going to be a hostage situation. Say amen. I seen a sign the other day that said, there's a fine line between a long sermon and a hostage situation. Amen. I don't want this to be a hostage situation. I just want you to be open and honest with yourself because you, you can fool me. You can, you can fool me. Everybody can come here looking like Ken and Barbie, but at home you're Bonnie and Clyde. Say, man, I understand that. I, I get all that, but you're not going to fool Christ. And so I want you to be honest with yourself. We have in, in DMD, and I've, I've explained this before, most of y'all remember this. In DMD, we have uh, a, a really a, an accountability system that helps us fulfill and follow through in what we're supposed to do. It's called look back, look up, look forward. Say amen. Say, say it with me. When we're going through the lesson that we're training that particular day, we're looking up. We're looking up to God so God could teach us and God show us. As we go into the word today, we are looking up, right? And then at the end of the lesson, we will say, we will say, because of what I learned this week, I will, and you, you have an I will that you're going to practice what you just heard. Isn't that a novel idea? Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? We're supposed to, we're not to be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. So this week I will, uh, for instance, in the second chapter, we learn how to tell our story. We learn how to tell our testimony and share our story. So this week I will share my story with so-and-so. Well, guess what? The following week, the next week, when we come back, we've, we've done the look up. We learn how to share our story. We've done the look ahead. This week I will share my story with so-and-so. Well, the next week when we come together, what is the first thing we do? We, we look back and we ask everybody, hey, how'd you do? Did you share your story like you said you were going to do? We are holding each other accountable. We're looking back. And that's kind of what we see here in these verses. Paul is saying, I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. Now this offered, he is, he is using the illustration of the Old Testament sacrifice where they would come and take a drink offering, uh, a wine that they would, they would dedicate and give as a sacrifice and they would pour it out to God. They would pour it out to God as a sacrifice and a gift to God. Now, Paul is saying his death his death is going to be his gift to God because Paul is sacrificing his life for the gospel. Are y'all with me? Say amen. So he considers his death to be a, a gift to God. He is willing to give his life for the sake of the gospel. Now, here's what I want you to write down. 
I am. He says, I am. What is he? He said he's ready. Say that with me. He's Now, this speaks of preparation. This speaks of preparation. Write that down. This speaks of preparation. The word ready. The word ready means prepared. It means fitted, furnished with what is necessary. I am ready. Say it with me. I am everybody. Now, that's what Paul said, but can you say that? I am ready. Now, what was he ready for? What was fiction to come? He was ready for the future. He was ready for what life was bringing him. More specifically, he was ready to die. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that we need to be ready for. And if you, if you look up the, uh, in Scripture, you'll find as a child of God, there's many things that we need to be ready for. I put a couple, I put a couple right here in your notes. In, in Titus chapter 3, verse 1, put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every what? In other words, as a Christian, we need to be ready to serve. Say that with me. We need to be ready. We need to be ready to serve. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to do what God's called you to do? Then he, then he says this. This is another one. This is another one. This is really important. 1 Peter 3, 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready when? Always to give an answer to every man that asks you the reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. You need to be ready to share. Are you ready? Can, can, you, take, can you take and sit someone down and share your testimony with them and take the Bible and show them why you have hope, show them why you are on your way to heaven, or do you got to call the preacher? Now, I don't mind if you have to call the preacher if you need to get someone saved and see, help someone be saved, but you need to know. Parents, grandparents, you need to know how to take a Bible and show your child or your grandchild how they can have hope and glory. Are you ready? Are you ready? As we go into this new year, are you ready to share? Are you ready to share your testimony? Now, this message really ain't about that, but I want to throw this in here. You can be ready. We did, uh, I think, three, maybe two, two, two different training times. Uh, 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 Brother Jason, I see you up there on the shelf. Uh, how many, do you remember how many of the, 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 the witnessing, the, the sharing your faith seminars we did? Was it two or three? Two. Two. Now, listen, take advantage of them. We're going to do another one at the beginning of the year. Now, if you're sitting here, now remember, we're not asking the church. We're talking to the individual. Are you ready? You can be. But you know what he's speaking about most here? So specifically here, he said, I am ready to die. Now, I'm telling you, you need to be ready to serve. You need to be ready to share your faith. But you need to be ready to die. If there's anything, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, this is so important. This is so, if you don't get anything out of the rest of this message, please get this. Are you ready to die? Do you know you're going to heaven? Do you know that your name is in the Lamb's book of life? 
Do you know that you've been forgiven? Do you know without a shadow of a doubt you're saved? You say, well, I hope so. I wouldn't want that. These things are written that you may know that you have eternal life. Do you know? And let me say this. Let me say this. Everybody look at me now because all you saved people, you think, well, I don't need this point. Are you, uh, listen, you may be saved, but are you ready to see him? Just because you're born again doesn't mean you're ready to see him. How did you do this year? Would he be pleased with you? Would he say, well done, thou good and faithful servant? Or do you kind of feel like the child with a bad report card on your way home? Sometimes I was not ready to see him. Do I have a witness? Are you ready? The Bible says, the Bible says in Luke chapter 12, verse 40, be ye therefore ready also for the son of man cometh at what an hour when you think not. James 4.14, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? James is getting, I mean, close to the skin. He says, what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. We don't know when our number's gonna be called. We don't know. If you go to the graveyard, you'll find, you'll find tombstones with every age. You're not promised, well, I'm gonna sow my wild oats. You may not get a chance. Are you ready to die? Are you ready to meet the Lord? Because one day, you're going you're gonna to meet him as your advocate or as your judge. Are you ready? Paul said, I am ready. Say it with me. Now, the reason that he could be so dogmatic and so confident in that, that, that testimony in that verse is because of the next verse. He said, the reason he could say, I'm ready is because he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have, I have kept the faith. Now, I was going to preach on them individually, but really the Lord wanted me to just put them all in one. Now, if I am ready, speaks of what? Preparation. You can look at your notes. It's not cheating. All right, look at your notes. I am ready, speaks of? I have fought, I have uh, finished, I have kept the faith. What does that speak of? Occupation. Write that word down. Occupation. Occupy. Where do we get that from? Luke 19.11. Luke 19.11 says, and as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable. Because he was nigh to Jerusalem. Watch this now. Watch the reason he's saying what he's saying. Because they thought the kingdom of God should immediately appear, his disciples. He said, therefore, he said, let me tell you what it's going to be like. Let me tell you what the kingdom of God is going to be like. Let me tell you what this is going to, this is going to look like. A certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return 
And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, say it with me. Say it again. Now, now, the parable is, 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 is very simple. It's not complicated. Because in other, in other gospels and other chapters, you'll find where Jesus explains it in different ways to say the same thing. He said, let me tell you like this. It's going to be like this. Jesus is going to go to heaven and he's got work to do up there. He's going to prepare us a place according to John chapter number 14. And he gives all the believers skills. He gives them gifts. Are y'all with me? The Bible says every believer has a gift given by God and God expects you to occupy till I come. Now the word occupy means to employ. It means to trade. It means to be busy, to work. Now let me make it as simple as I can. You're not supposed to sit on your blessed assurance to wait on Jesus to return. Well, I'm saved and I know I'm saved. Uh, I I don't believe you can lose your salvation. I'm just going to wait here. No, 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 no. You have totally missed it. God doesn't want you sitting around. God doesn't want you sitting and waiting. God doesn't want you to get in some compound up on a mountain somewhere and wait for the end. He's given you a gift. He's given you a talent. He's given you a place to use it. And he expects you to occupy till he comes. You've got a course to run. You've got a fight to fight. You've got a faith to keep. We're not not just attending to be entertained here. This is not an entertainment center. This is not a movie house. This is not a, a drama house. This is a place where we train soldiers. This is a place where we edify saints. This is a place where we educate and teach and guide and build so we can go out and do what God's called us to do. There's too many entertainment centers trying to pass for a church in America today. That's why people go home, well, I just didn't like the worship today. It wasn't for you. We wasn't worshiping you. We wasn't singing to you. We were singing to him. Listen, say man. Trying to stay dignified. But do y'all get my point? What are you doing? Can you look in your past? This year, 2023, did you fight the good fight? Do you realize we are in a fight? Families don't just crumble out of nowhere. Marriages don't disintegrate out of nowhere. Kids don't go astray out of nowhere. There is a real enemy. There is a real temptation. There is a real battle on our hands. You know what happened October 7th in Israel? You see people and you hear testimonies of those that were, had gone through that and we just, we just got too comfortable. We didn't think it could happen. And you know what? I believe with all of my heart, children of God, saints of God, members of the body of Christ, we have gotten too comfortable. We have gotten too lax. We have forgotten that we are in a fight. Peter Peter said it so well. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the word adversary means enemy. 
You have a mortal enemy. Your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion who roameth about seeking whom he. Are you fighting the good fight? Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Did you fight this year? Did you fight this year or did you just give in? Did you, did you run your course? I like what Paul said here. He said, I finish my course. Are you running your course? Can you, can you, say, can you say that you did what God called you to do this year? And what God has asked you to do. Well, I'm not a preacher. You don't have to be a preacher. God's got a course for every single one of his children. And let me just throw this in here. You can't run it if you don't know what it is. You know what Paul, Paul said to one of, I think it was, uh, I think it was the Ephesians. Might have been the Galatians. I can't remember, but he said the first thing when he heard about their faith, he said, I prayed that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will. Are you running your course? Did you keep the faith this year? You know, we could say, especially going back to 2020, there's a lot of people that can't say that. Because they walked away. They walked away. And, and let me tell you something. John said it well. He said, they're no longer with us. He said, the reason they're no longer with us, he, they were not of us. Because if they were of us, they'd still be with us. I think, I truly believe with all of my heart that 2020 separated the casual Christian from the committed Christian. Are you running your race? I, I, I told you, and, and, and I, I'm telling you, I'm almost, I'm almost embarrassed to preach this because of what, as a church, you did for the gospel's sake. But we're not going to stand before God as a church. We're going to stand before God as an individual all by yourself. Your mama's not going to be there. Your daddy's not going to be there. Un unfortunately, your preacher's not going to be able to stand with you. What are you doing? Are you fighting the good fight? Are you running your race? Are you keeping the faith? Church, say amen. Because if you can say like Paul, I have... I have, I have. Then you can say, I'm ready. I'm ready. And all God's people say it. Now, 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 I am ready speaks of, oh, help us, Lord. Next week, we're going to have Red Bull in the, in the coffee area. Some monster drinks in there with... We're going to wake up. Listen, we, if we make our coffee with Red Bull, you won't even need your car to get here. <laughs> Man said he made, made his coffee with Red Bull, and now he's seeing noises. <laughs> Y'all awake now? All right, I am, I am speaks of 
preparation. We have to be prepared. We have to be prepared. If there's anything I want you to be before tomorrow is prepared to die. I want you to know Jesus. I want you to know where you're going to go if tomorrow doesn't get here. Church, say amen. Then, then number two, he said, I am, verse number one. Then he said, I, I have. That speaks of occupation. Are you occupied in the employment, in the service that God has called you to be in? Are you serving, right? Then, then lastly, this is good right here. We're finally going to get to a good part. Uh, the third verse, he said, he said, first he said, I'm ready, I'm now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. Uh, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And then look what he says. Not to me only, but to all them that love his appearing. There is. I am. I have. There is. Because I have fought a good fight. Because I have finished my course. Because I have kept the faith. There is. That speaks of anticipation anticipation. Now, I want you everybody to look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look, 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 look. Some of these young people ain't going to know what I'm talking about here, but how many of y'all grew up in the whooping era? Hallelujah. Y'all know what this sound is. Flip, 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 flip. Is everybody familiar with that? Did anybody, did anybody like your preacher, you got a whooping for bad grades? Anybody get that? Anybody get that? God bless you. I don't like none of the rest of you. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he meant it. He, 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 my dad, my dad went 12 years and quit in the ninth grade. He didn't get hardly any education whatsoever, but he was going to make sure his youngins got it. I know I don't talk like I got one, but I do got one. Amen. <laughs> and more if you had a bad grade. Oh, oh, you was in bad shape. You was in bad shape. Or, or if, if, did anybody have those progress reports with the behavioral column in it? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I don't even think they do that no more. The behavioral column, right? How he, how he behaved. Now, if you got a bad grade, you know, you're going to get in trouble. It's going to be bad. But if you ever land in that behavioral column... You might as well just kiss it goodbye because it's over. Are y'all with me? Man, there was one time, I've told this story before, but I just feel like telling it again. I got, I got a check in that behavior column. I saw that. My life flashed before me. The moment I saw that, I'm like, this is crazy. This is, the, the, I, no, not me. All the way home, I'm, make, I'm thinking, what can I tell him? What can I tell him? What can I tell him? I, 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 I get home, open the door. I'm scared to death. I said, Mama, I don't care what that teacher said. And keep in mind, I go to a Christian school. That, that teacher don't like preacher's kids. 
I don't even think she's Christian. And she looked at my progress report and she said, what are you, what are you talking about? It, it, and she said, that thing said I was inattentive. I didn't read it right. It said initiative. He shows initiative, which is a good thing. That woman said I, I, I was inattentive. I've been paying attention, mama. I'm telling you, I've been paying attention. And she just don't like preacher's kids. She said, you big dummy, this says initiative. I said, she's a good woman, mama. <laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs> y'all, come on now. Y'all get with me. Do y'all know the feeling of coming home with the bad report card? Oh, you're dreading it. Oh, you're hoping that they're out of town. And if you're a Christian kid, you know you've done this. Oh, Lord, come quickly. I mean, you're praying for the rapture before you get home. Man, that's terrible. But what if you got that good one? That accomplishment. You done what you were supposed to do. You accomplished what you were supposed to accomplish. You did a good job. Your hard work paid off. You couldn't wait to get home. Matter of fact, if it had been in this day, you'd call home because you'd have a cell phone. Do I have a witness? Now, everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Look at me, look at me, because this is it. This is over. And you're getting out early again. Don't get used to that. <laughs> if we were going home tonight, and I don't mean back to your house, if we were going home tonight, which feeling is in your gut right now? Would you be scared to see him? Would you be on pins and needles? Would you already be working up your excuses to tell him? Why you did or didn't do what you did this year? Or can you be like Paul and say, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Now, there's a lot of people looking down right now. <clears throat> Look back up. Look back up. Everybody look back up. We're not praying yet. Look up, look up. We can't change yesterday. But we can change today. And we can sure change tomorrow. If you look back at 2023 and say, not real proud, I'm going to be different. You know what's so great about the Lord? He will have mercy when your parents wouldn't. Mercy. You let me tell you how merciful our God is. Let me tell you how merciful our God is. He said he shares his mercies and they're new every morning. Every morning. How many of y'all are thankful of that? Say amen. Let's, let's, let's change Let's change that feeling in our gut this year. 
Let's change that feeling. I don't want to be, I don't want to be avoiding. I don't want to be nervous. I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to be ashamed. I want to be like Paul. Henceforth, there is laid up for me. I am anticipating the chief shepherd when he appears. Here we go. Let's go. And guess what? Everybody look at me now. This is it. This is it. As a church, as a church, we can do something. But we're not going to stand before him as a church. So what are you going to do this year? How is your life going to be different? So that at, at the last day of 2024, you can say, say it with me now. You can say, I have, I have, I have. Say it with me. And all God's people say it.